2: Today, we chat with Kim Beanstra of the Mobile Confidence Clinic on how encouraging curiosity and safe boundaries can help your retired racehorse transition confidently into their next career. We catch up with Making the Makeover writers, Julia Haysu and Claire Mansman. And while we will not have new vocations on this week, Winnie Morgan-Niemuth is at the AQHA Youth World Show, we will introduce a new vocations adoptable horse of the week. Stay tuned.
3: And they're off on Retired Racehorse Radio, the podcast that is your guide to the adoption, care, and training of the retired racehorse.
2: This is Joy Orr in Detroit, Michigan. And this is Kristen
1: Kovach-Bentley in Jamestown, New York, and you're listening to Retired Racehorse Radio.
2: Kristen, I'm so excited because I have to admit, I've had a very slow horse girl summer, which I'm okay with. It's been relaxing because other parts of my life have not been so relaxing. It's okay. Everyone's just... Just work stuff. It's not anything crucial, but I actually had a fun weekend, and you yeah, had a fun weekend. You got to go. We both have things. content. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I was like, wait, do we? Yeah,
1: because I took a bunch of video that I haven't done anything with. So you know, eventually,
2: <laughs> eventually, it'll make its way to the the interwebs. But I'm just excited. Like, oh my gosh, me and my horse did something that wasn't just hanging out and chilling, which is good to do. But sometimes you want to have something a little more spicy, a little more fun. So before I get into all my shenanigans, because that'll lead up to our first guest today, tell us about what you did.
1: Oh, well, we had another ranch horse show. So our third of four shows in that series. So still
2: crushing it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We had a really good <laughs> time. Um you know, we're the only two people in like the thoroughbred cattle division, so you know, it's always Eric and Kristen, one, two, well done, us. But, um, but it is fun because you know, like Jabber's doing really well in the bridal, and Eric is progressing like miles every show. And this show, we debuted Camp High Tie, which was really fun. Um, I think yeah, we've been, talking been working about that on that ages, yeah, yeah, I know it's been like the biggest lead up ever. Um, so we set up our high tie, like we. Made a point to get there really early so we could pick good trees, you know, because like no one else does this. So we're like, well, we have to get there because no one else is going to be conscientious of like where they're parking and we don't want people to park in front of the right trees. So got there early, set it all up, put the horses on it. They were just like, this is great. And they were happy to chill there. Um, And then we had like a weekend of terrible weather. So they actually didn't get to spend that much time on the high tie because we were constantly like running back and forth from the stalls to the high tie. So nobody would like get rained on or struck by lightning. And then by the end of the weekend, everything was going great. And then the facility managers drove by and were like, we don't like this. You can't use that Mm. anymore. (laughs) So so Camp High Tie is dead. Long live Camp High Tie. But it was really fun while it lasted. But yeah,
2: we're not allowed to use it anymore, which is a giant bummer. So. Oh, that is a bummer, especially for the amount of work you put into it. But you know, safety yeah. first at the end of the day.
1: Yeah. I mean, it was kind of ironic because the I mean, the facility guys do a great job. So I don't want to like throw them under the bus too much because they're not here to defend themselves. But they're like, well, you really tore up the ground. And I'm like, guys, we got like three inches of rain this weekend. And literally behind them, I'm like looking at them on my golf cart and behind them is like a trench where a truck had gotten stuck in the field across from us. And I was like, are you for real? You're going to tell me like your horse dug up the ground a little bit. And there's like a foot deep trench full of water behind you, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was kind of annoying. But if nothing else, at least like now we have high tie equipment. If we decide to go horse camping and the horses have a new life skill. So kind hey, of a weird like positives. long con way to to learn all that, but it's fine. We'll figure it's it out. Fine. We just have to go back to the drawing board for the last show, but <laughs> we had a good time.
2: Well, so. there's always, you know, calmer CBD.
1: Yeah. I mean, realistically, (laughs) they'll just be tied to the trailer instead of tied to the high tie. Um, Yeah, it is what it is. It's just like that was really cool. And everybody else thought it was really cool. And we were actually going to like bring a fire pit next time and have like camp high tie like social hour. And now we're not going to. So
2: I think you really just need to like create a whole riot and get a social following behind you who will support you for this cause. Like we'll make T-shirts.
1: Oh, yeah. That'll go over great with the old guys from that facility. Yeah. Super fun. (laughs) Great idea.
2: Really good way to make friends and influence people. (laughs) Maybe I'm just choosing violence. That's okay. Yeah, that's
1: fine. What about you? You had a great weekend. I was snooping on your social.
2: Uh, yeah, it was good. And I was happy my horse didn't choose violence this weekend. It was very helpful for that. So we signed up for a mobile confidence clinic, which I'm excited because our guest today is the host of that, Kim Veenstra. And she was so wonderful. I was very excited to invite her to be a part of the show. But it was interesting because I really thought Astrid, I'm going to back back up. So the week before I got some interesting texts that my horse had been a hell child quote. And I was like, well, what does that mean? She's normally so well-behaved. Apparently, we were rearing and striking for the farrier. We were screaming a lot. I later learned they took her best friend to our other training barn, and she did not handle that well. She was in mourning and did not want to be told what to do, which is fair. But every time I went out there, Kristen, she never did that. She was a perfect (laughs) baby angel.
1: I'm that's like, like super annoying though. When you have a problem with very specific circumstances, and you yes, and I'm just it like
2: fix it. Yeah, I would come out the next day after getting a a text of her being naughty and stepping on people and not paying attention, and I come out. And she's like, "Hi, how are you? I don't know yeah. what they're talking about.
1: Yeah, it's like par- partially gratifying because you're like, oh, she's happy to see me. Well, and that's and what I said. Like, no, I like to directly it.
2: Looked at them. <laughs> do the like, thing. <laughs> I don't think she's the problem in this situation. I think it's you. And they're like. It was like, sorry, she just doesn't <laughs> like you. And I like left. <laughs> I mean, you know, fair. Tell yes. them like
1: it is maybe. <laughs> I mean,
2: she, she knows she's allowed. It's been shared on the show. She knows she's allowed to express how she feels and she will not be silenced. And that's fine. Yeah, as long as she can do it. it
1: without punching someone in the head. You know, again, preferably. I have not
2: had issues, but what a Everybody perfect time. Just wear helmet. <laughs> exactly. What a perfect time that we found out very last minute we were having a mobile confidence clinic at our bar. And I was like, fine. And so I signed her up. And I kind of thought I figured she'd get through the ground portion fine. She'll walk pretty much anything with me. She trusts me from the ground. It's the saddle portion. We're not as confident. She doesn't really want to lead things. She wants to be led. <laughs> um so I was like, well, at least get through the first part and hopefully be able to tackle one obstacle from the saddle and I'd be really content. She was asleep in her stall when I got there. So when I brought her out of her stall to bring her into the arena with all the foam pool noodles and the water obstacles. There was a thing with rubber duckies they had to step on and plastic bottles and bridges. Her eyes were so big. She was like sweating. I saw her little heart going. She was like, what is all this? I'm like, "It's going to be fine. And then she calmed down in like two minutes and then didn't blink an eye at any obstacles. We got through everything effortlessly. And I was like, well, that was boring. That was uneventful.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, and honestly, like, you know, from the descriptions of of Astrid, I would not have expected her to just be like, oh yeah, okay, cool.
2: No. And but again, I was pretty confident with the ground, not that confident, but you know, I figured that would go fine. So then I was trying to tack up. And again, Nothing. No content to offer. She was a perfect horse. Went through the water obstacles after Kim's like, you'll be be happy if you get one foot in. And Astro just walks across. And she's like, should we do it again? You want to do it again? Okay. We did like eight times. Next step, the pond. Uh, oh my God. I know. <laughs> that was her goal. That's her <laughs> dreams, not mine. Um, we walked across the water bottles. We got through rubber duckies. She actually likes those and tries to pick them up kind of weird. The bridge, she had some hesitations because one like moved up and down and she wasn't quite sure, but she just liked to stand in it and balance and then would walk off. I'm like, interesting. And she did knock over the trash cans trying to see if there was food in them. (laughs) So, I mean, there was different- confidence is
1: maybe not her problem.
2: Confidence isn't the problem. I think it's a matter of willpower and effort is what I'm learning. We did have one baby spook had nothing to do with the obstacles. A turkey fell out of a tree in the nearby woods. Oh,
1: fell out of a tree.
2: Okay. <laughs> yeah.
1: That's basically Jumped a down. bowling ball with feathers. So yeah. yeah.
2: That, that made her trot off into the distance a little bit. So Fair. Um, so we, we had a little action, but not anything from the obstacles. But truthfully, I was really happy with it. We got a lot of compliments, mostly that we had very clear boundaries established, which I put a lot of work into those boundaries. And more importantly, it was that she seemed to have a lot of trust in me when she's not the most confident horse, but she was confident with me and that made me feel good. So very excited to have Kim on and kind of discuss what that clinic can offer for all of our listeners. Before we dive into that, Kristen, I'm more excited to talk about what we have planned for next weekend's content.
1: Yeah. Oh my gosh. Joy's coming. You guys, joy's coming. I'm going. I'm going to play Western at Kristen's. It's going to be great. I'm going to put her in a cowboy hat. Just kidding. Bring your helmet. Yes. I actually I
2: think I will cow. be driving to your house the day this is released. So if you're listening on the 25th, I will be on my way to Kristen's. And more importantly, I am putting the boyfriend to work as well at the ranch. He is going to get on a horse. Lots of content will be made. I'm so excited.
1: Yeah, we've got the perfect horse for him. He's yes. going to ride Gandalf. He's going to have the best time. Actually, I'm, actually, I'm super excited to for Eric and Zach to, uh, Eric and Zach finally get to meet.
2: I know. I think they're going to have a really great bro time. And I will, of course, bring you pie.
1: And well, I th- that's what I was thinking. I was like, they're both kind of like foodie dudes. So I mm-hmm. think you and I are going to be able to just like sit back, have a cocktail and they can cook. It's going
2: to be epic. <laughs> I really can't wait. So hopefully we have good weather. But even if we don't, we're horse people and we, well, we get through try. it. We'll do something. so. So I'm yeah, we got some cows to
1: move. We have all sorts of stuff to do. So yes. Gonna and great. you're going to show me how to wear my wild
2: rag. Oh, yeah. I've been putting it in my hair, to be honest. It's been a very cute Oh, I bet that's hair super accessory. cute though.
1: Okay, great. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'm excited for that. So content to come. We have a lot for today's show, but before we dive in, we're going to hear from our premier sponsor, Kentucky Performance Products.
0: This Nutrition Minute is brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products, the company that simplifies your search for research proven nutritional supplements at kppusa.com.
4: If you've ever had a horse with diarrhea, you know what a frustrating problem it can be. Finding an ingredient that works to dry up the diarrhea becomes a high priority. It turns out that researchers have found one, a yeast called Saccharomyces boulardii. It has been proven to improve and halt episodes of diarrhea. It supplies specific nutrients to the lining of the small and large intestines, and these nutrients promote healing of irritated tissues.
0: This Nutritional Minute has been brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products. You can find all of their terrific products at kppusa.com. Well, I am super excited to welcome
2: our first guest of today's show. We have Kim Biedstra, and she is from the Mobile Confidence Clinic, and I had the pleasure to take one of her clinics this last weekend. I know I talked a little bit about it in our intro today. I know some of our auditors through Horse Radio Network have taken clinics with her. She has helped thousands of horses, I feel like, and riders build confidence with each other. And we are super excited to welcome her to Retired Racehorse Horse Radio. Welcome, Kim. Thank you. Glad to be here. So happy to have you. I have to say it was a very unique clinic to do. I've heard a lot of great things about it. Um, but to kind of see everything up close and how silly the obstacles look to us as people. There's all the pool noodles and flags and tarps and things that we don't think anything about. But I remember walking my horse right out to it and seeing her eyes get really big. Can you tell us a little bit about why horses may react to everyday objects a little differently than we do?
5: Well, I think the main thing is just how they see things. They definitely don't see like we do. They're um, they don't have binocular vision, so they have monocular where each eye sees independently. And they're wired for movement. And the flight happens first, and then the thinking happens after that. So when they first come out there and see everything rustling and you know, making noise and moving, their automatic instinct is to uh, be scared. And I always say horses are scared of two things, things that move and things that don't. So it's about it's about everything. Um, but, I, you know, the, the thing that I really want to teach people is it's all about trust. And once you get the trust from the horse and you trust your horse, the partnership just blossoms. So... It's uh, it's basically remarkable once you get to that point in your journey with your horse. Is the more things you can expose them to, the more the things that they see and don't become so scared and feed off of how you're taking it, uh, the better your partnership will become.
2: Completely agree with that. I was actually saying earlier in our intro that I was almost disappointed that my horse handled everything <laughs> so well. But it was also a really great testament to of everything we've worked on. Um, with the design of the Mobile Confidence course, what what helped you create some of those interesting obstacles? Because I mean, there is everything from having to walk under pool noodles. So you had the big flags, um, pool noodles that are wrapped kind of around their legs, water bottles they walk over what helped you identify some of these everyday objects would be good to desensitize to?
5: Well, I always think about, you know, with horses, the zones of the horses. And I know overhead stuff can be scary for them. So that's why, you know, I do the car wash. And the car wash, I have different levels of it. And what you saw was level one with the pool noodles. It gets harder that the tarps, you know, are more solid uh, vinyl that they can't see through. And and then things touching their side. We know horses are born claustrophobic. So tight, you know, tight squeezes are hard for them. And you know, the most important thing is their feet. So things they have to step on and step over and and why their feet is usually one of the, the most common things they're unconfident with is because their feet is their is their flight. So they have to be able to run. And if they, you know, sense anything that could hurt those feet, they're going to be, you know, skeptical of it. So the more things you can do, I have some horses that go through a lot of the bridges and the teeter-totters, and sometimes their back feet never even touch it because that's usually the more confident is their back or unconfident is their back feet. Hmm. But, you know, one thing about racehorses that's interesting, because I've had about uh, 17,000 horses through my course so I study horses and the breeds and uh, and the one thing I always find with the racehorses is they're very confident with their feet you know just being able to run now the other stuff the step overhead or the squeeze stuff that they got to squeeze through very hard for them but their feet very confident interesting
1: It kind of makes sense. Yeah. That like, you know, your feet are life, I guess, to a racehorse, you know, (laughs) feet are the job. (laughs) So I like how you, you know, break that down into zones or like types of obstacles and not, you know, specific obstacle after obstacle after obstacle. Um, And we run into this a lot with the Thoroughbred Makeover. I work for the Retired Racehorse Project by day. So our Thoroughbred Makeover event, we have a competitive trail discipline, which is based in Loosely based in equine trail sports, but it's a lot of different kinds of obstacles. And every year, the trainers all want to know, well, what obstacles are going to be on the pattern? And we tell them, well, like, we're not going to tell you specifically which obstacles, but, you know, mm-hmm. here are some types of obstacles. And people really want to know which mm-hmm. obstacles specifically. Uh, and what I always tell people is, like, we try not to teach to the test. Mm-hmm. So I like your way of approaching it, of like, there's obstacles for your feet, there's <laughs> obstacles for overhead. So how does that apply, you know, from one type of obstacle to another? Like if a horse is confident, maybe through a shower curtain, how does that apply to other similar obstacles that might be a little bit different?
5: You know, I always say that it's really not about the obstacle. It's mm-hmm. about the trust. And I tell people, you know, Joy, like when you did it and your horse did so well, it's it's a lot of the human, you know, it's how the human is... Um, looking at the obstacles, and before my clinic, it's I always I always walk the humans through to say, okay, this is kind of you know where to be, why to be, how to do it. Because if I set that up and you're confident with it, then the horses are. So usually at the end of the day, I'll uh, I usually will look around and say, you know, everybody was very confident. The horses, and it comes from the human. You know, the horses do good because of the humans so right. it's again it's not about really the obstacle to me it's about the trust the horse has in the human
1: I'm gonna make every makeover trainer listen to that who's that? I <laughs> no, I, like, but
2: it, it, I think it transposes <laughs> completely though I always think like when I show because I've mostly shown green horses i'm I'm the one who gets volunteered to tribute to do that yeah. and My mindset always is like, worst case, we get disqualified. Worst case, we bolt out of the arena and we're heading back to the trailers. Like, who knows what's going on? And I'm going to laugh the whole way because they're here to learn. If as the moment you take the pressure off yourself to perform a certain way, you perform better. And that's confidence in yourself. And your horse feels that too. And they let out that big sigh like, okay, we're here. What's going on? What do you need me to do? And I totally agree with you that the trust and the partnership is there. I'm going to backtrack to the the racehorses for a second because standard breads don't have the stereotype as much as thoroughbreds do, but right off the track, they are known to be flighty and spooky and looky yeah. and all those things. Do you think it's appropriate to start these types of clinics early on? Or would you say, you know, get it, get a couple months, get a, a year or so under with your horse and then do a clinic like this?
5: No, I think it would help to do it earlier. Because the, and you know, I always say I do it for two reasons is, of course, the trust. But the other thing is, I want the human to see what's under the hood of the horse when the horse gets scared. I want everybody to ask themselves, you know, could, could I ride that? Mm, yes. It's going <laughs> to happen somewhere. I'm just right. bringing it out. And it's really interesting because the obstacles will bring out holes in the foundation. And I can usually tell what is lacking, you know, what was missed and where the hole is. And a lot of it will recreate itself out there. And I can try to help the human on what that horse needs in its life. When I get a new horse, I usually start the next day. This is, this is the program, you know. This mm-hmm. is what we're going to be doing. And, and the, the sooner you can do it, the more trust the horse will have in you. And, you know, there's caveats to all that. I want to make me the safety mm-hmm. right, in the partnership. I want to be the safety. And people say, well, how do you get there? You know, how do you become the safety? And it's about knowing what the horse needs from you. And we know that they don't think like we do. They think, you know, a lot of the opposite of what we were, op- we're opposites, right? They're prey and we're predators. So if, you know, you can become fair, and you can set very clear boundaries. And I know, Joy, we talked a little bit about boundaries mm-hmm. last weekend. And the quicker you can start doing this with the horse, the more centered and the more trusting he will become in you. And it's, I see so many holes and so many things that could be better. And I'm, I'm an advocate for the horse. I really try to do this so the human will start to learn more and to really study horses of how they think and feel and act and what they need. And, you know, a lot of people say, well, they need food. Well, no, they need to feel safe.
6: Mm -hmm.
5: Because if they don't feel safe, they're not going to eat or drink or play or so it's, you know, I, I hope that I could help. You know, 10% of the people, that's always my goal. And that's about what it is that the people who call me after a clinic and say, man, Kim, I'd like to get better. And that's the mm-hmm. people I'm looking for.
2: That's awesome. And this is well, why takes- she's on our show today.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Well, it you takes are- a lot of self-awareness too mm-hmm. to want to make that phone call, you know, to say oh, like yeah. to admit, like, okay, I have some holes in my training or, you know, I have I have some holes in my experience and I need to you know, to get better. So, and that's one of those things like, you know, until you try it, you don't maybe know. And I think a lot of people maybe aren't tempted to do that sort of cross training, right? Like they're like, my horse is a show jumper. My horse runs barrels. Like that is his job. I don't need to do the obstacle stuff because that's not what we do. But Mm -hmm. that's where I think you're really smart to name it the confidence clinic and not an obstacle clinic. Because like you said, it's not about the obstacles. It's about, you know, the confidence.
5: It really is. Yeah. And I had a horse that had a really bad start. I got him about 20 years ago and that's kind of why I started this is, you know, what could I do for, to make him trust me more? And this was a horse that, you know, probably saw death in his past and that was the only thing I could do, you know, and I, I had to do it right. And he really taught me how to be, uh, be the, the leader he needed and it took, it took time, but
2: it worked. Yeah. Yeah. One thing that I want to mention that I thought was interesting, Kim, at the clinic is you talked about maybe not using treats as reinforcement in this confidence too. Now, all our listeners know I I definitely use treats with my horse. It's been part of her positive reinforcement training. And prior to you, Kim... When I first got her, she was extremely spooky, like very anxious. So I actually would have her follow me around through barn chores and like I became her herd and I would put cookies on objects that made her nervous so she'd look for them. And that's kind of where that got started. So it's a little different. But can we talk a little bit about maybe why there's other types of rewards that might be better than a treat?
5: Yeah. We all know horses can only think of one thing at a time. They can't think of two things. So they can't think of scary food, all this, like, you know, all at the same time. It's it's usually a one track. And what what I have seen is it becomes more for the treat Hmm. and not so much about the trust of what the human is asking. And I've seen it backfire where a horse got into a pickle Uh, This was out on the trail and it was a, it was a really bad situation where the horse, it was a simple thing, but he had never, he was, he was never able to work through it because there was always a treat instead of him using his brain to try to work through it. Does that make sense when I'm saying that? Yeah, mm-hmm. it
2: does. Yeah. Yeah. The horse is just fixated on the reward, but it's not like a on... pacifier, yeah. like a, yeah. a temporary soother, but not actually fixing the issue.
5: Exactly. Yeah. No comprehension is happening. Yeah, exactly. And they like to think, you know, and I've seen where horses became very dominant about the treat and got very um demanding like you you give me you know and, and they were pawing at the human and it was you know it was scary stuff like that so I I am okay with a reward if it's a food-driven horse
0: mm.
5: you know if it's a if it's a flighty horse and real scared horse versus a dominant Overly confident horse that thinks things can be kind of (laughs) stupid. This doesn't make sense. (laughs) Why do I got to go through this noodle? You know, very, very confident in who he is. That could be a little bit of a food driven, you know, that you could give a, they might give a little more for you. But on horses that are got a lot of fear in them, I don't, like you said, it's kind of like that pacifier. It's not, it's going to come out somewhere.
2: I agree. I think like, while I do use treats for mine, I was using more verbal cues of soothing and petting her throughout. And I think I only gave a handful of treats when she was very, very calm and we were waiting our turn to do something else. Yeah. Um, And I felt that was very positive. Like She wasn't searching my pocket. She wasn't distracted. But I think we as people, especially women, and I don't mean to stereotype that way, but being nurturers, Want to want to soothe when yep. our horse is in distress, and what soothes us? Well, I know I really like a glass of wine or <laughs> yeah. a snack or ice cream.
1: <laughs> I must be missing that, Gene, because now I feel better that I don't use treats very often. I use yeah. the treat as like a thank you for not killing me at the end of the ride.
2: Yeah, <laughs> that's how it is. <laughs> like I have weaned <laughs> my horse down, or we use lots of treats, and now it's like maybe she gets three. You know, one at the beginning, one yeah. in the middle, one at the end. But and that's mostly because she's food oriented, but.
5: Well, you know, the, the thing with treats, too, is a lot of people don't realize what they're rewarding. You know, when you get off the horse, you a lot of people give them. So what is that telling the horse? It's good for you to get off. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if, if or like, you know, the, the, if we're working on trailer loading and they get the horse off the trailer and go let it eat grass, you know, so... It, it's not, it, it's actually doing the opposite of what, you know, you're teaching the horse that this is better out here. You know, that's. Yeah, how it,
1: right. it is, yeah so. the reward is leaving the thing that's a challenge at that point. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, that makes yeah. Sense.
2: As right. opposed to maybe walking around for a minute, be with me. And now it's OK to relax, like because it only needs a couple seconds to imprint
5: yeah uh, you got 3 seconds to do the reward but a lot of horses you, you got to re- realize horses are lazy so they're they would rather sometimes that reward is just to do nothing just stand still mm-hmm. or you know give them a good scratch somewhere or it's we we think of food as a a motivator and to them it's you know safety is more motivational for them or just to stand there and do nothing and because we're predators, we like the the treats, you know. We like the the good job you did great, and but not yeah, horse... like a
2: participation award. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I know we're coming short on time, Kim. But I would love to offer listeners, you know, ideally they're reaching out to you and seeing how they can get involved with the clinic. Uh, but what are some ways they can introduce safely? Uh, maybe one or two obstacles. I think we can pick anything our horses don't normally see, Mm -hmm. uh, but just be smart about it. How do you recommend them to try that?
5: I would get, um, you know, if you have an arena that you can, you know, put up two barrels close and, you know, even put a piece of thicker plywood on the floor, on the ground and start just, you know, doing that kind of thing of, you know, to make the stuff that I have—is that what you're asking, Joy? It's like yeah,
2: they don't need to build a whole course, yeah. but you can probably pick one or two things. I feel like this, as long as your horse is okayed by your vet, but it could even be a good rehab horse project too, as long as it's safe for them. Yeah,
5: exactly. The, you know, I like to 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 make things that would look like a trailer, like you know, two barrels on each side with a piece of plywood in the middle, or. Um, Even poles, poles, you can make all sorts of designs with them, have them step over them. Always, always bridges are, it seems like it's always a good um, obstacle to have. And I see more barns are getting more uh, obstacles around. So, but of course, just have me come over and I'll set it up for you. Yeah,
2: highly recommend it. So how can people reach out to Kim to have you come to their barns? I feel like you travel just about anywhere.
5: I do. I, I usually am mostly Michigan and Ohio. And um, right now I'm pretty booked up for the year. I don't really have any open days, but I'm booking for next year. And the, the level that you were at, that was my entry level. And I do have four levels, which it just gets harder and harder. And and then each level has a gate in it. So what I mean by gate, we do it at a walk, we do it at a trot, and we do it at a canter. So um, there's many different levels too. And then I'd actually do some, some judged uh, obstacle challenges, which is really fun. So, um, but my website is confidenthorse.com. And on Facebook, I have the business page, mobile confidence course. So reach out to me. I'd love to come help horses and humans become better.
2: Oh, we appreciate it. I know our barn had a great time. I know we've had listeners who have enjoyed your clinic. So Kim comes highly recommended, everybody. We hope you get a <laughs> chance to book her out. And ideally, I think it'd be fun to have you come back on the show sometime, Kim. So thanks
5: oh, again. I love it. I love it. Thanks, Joy. Thanks, Kristen. Thank you.
0: Well, I'm here with Tony from Cashel. You all know it from the ads you hear all the time on this show. But I, we're at the trade show. And this is the Point of time in the year Where we find out what's new coming out So what's Cash Will Have new coming out?
3: Oh, we've got a, a great lineup of 32-34 uh, Wool top pads So, uh, t- describe them uh, Five different colors Real vibrant, bright, sharp Looking pads What, are the, what makes them different? Uh, well, it's the fill the, the, the wool felt On the inside is a natural felt and the fleece on the bottom is a 100% merino. Oh, really?
0: Okay. So these are soft and squishy pads.
3: Well, not real squishy, but soft, and, and they do absorb shock and, and saddle fit.
0: What would they retail for, one of those? That's about know?
3: 119
0: That's the right price,
3: yeah. Anything else new with Casual coming out? Oh, we've got uh, more saddle pads coming in the fall, a uh, new strap line coming in the fall. It's uh, a two-tone that looks great with a, a great buckle set on it. There's, we're always in development, so there's so many things, projects in the works. What's still your most popular product? Is it still always the same things year after year? Uh, fly, you've got yeah. fly, fly that's what we all. Is that's it. how I knew you in the first place was fly, fly masks. Yep. Yeah, many years ago, uh, we were primarily fly masks and kind of had some tush cushions and a few odds and ends. Today, we've broadened that offering to saddlebags, bags. Uh, Strap, head stalls, breast collars, bell boots, um, leg protection, and the, the it continues to grow.
0: Is there a place where somebody can go and see all the products?
3: Uh, CashelCompany.com will give you a good offering. There you go. Well, thank you, Tony. It's been fun seeing you again. Hey, thank you. Good to see you.
1: Well, we are back with one of our favorite recurring segments, Making the Makeover. And this is the first episode after final entry mode that we're in now. So welcome back to the show, Claire Mansman and Julia Haysu. Welcome back, ladies. Thank you. Dream Team is back. (laughs) Yes, we are. (laughs) So I am snooping on the entry list and I see that we have declared some horses, if you're Claire, And declared horses and classes, if you're Julia. So, Claire, we'll start with you, because I see officially you and Tom must have figured out who was showing who.
6: We did, uh, mostly because the past uh, couple of years, uh, Tom's horses have either sold or had some reason. And I've been riding in the makeover, and I don't want to be the only one working. (laughs)
1: Yeah, that's no fun.
6: Much more fun yeah. to bring both of you. Yeah, I mean he comes, but like this, uh, well, uh, and so, but like last year was you know quite a bit of work, and um, so I gave him two. Although we'll see if one sells or not. And then, like of course, you know, like horses, things keep happening. We've had you know mm-hmm. little kicks, and it, all are totally fine. But you know, the likelihood of all three actually going to the makeover would astound me. But watch, they'll yeah. all go.
1: Horses, um, horse, so yeah, the horses are going to Morse. <laughs> But
6: like, I have the best three-year-old ever. So it's the whole thing is cheating for me. It's fantastic.
2: Oh, gosh. It's and I don't call animal. it cheating. I just call it a very nice blessing because I a know a lot of nice people blessing. who would love a great three-year-old who might oh, have the brain of a
6: 10-year-old. Gosh, nice. it's just the most fantastic thing in the world. So I'm having a ball. <laughs> well,
1: I feel like we've buried the lead on this. So you are officially signed up with Fashion Money.
6: I am. Which we like never mentioned. <laughs> That's true. Um, to be yes, fair, right. he's fifteen one. one So there's, I mean, Tom could ride him, but it would be Oh, that would look silly, funny. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, like, he's like short coupled fifteen one. not like. Lanky. 15'1". I mean, he could probably do. it. He's pretty well sprung ribs on this little thing. It's not, it's not small. <laughs> it's just small.
1: But yeah, Tom is like <laughs> six foot a thousand or something. He's right? six two. Yeah. yeah. And um, so I'm sure like, he'll ride it at some like... point when
6: I need him, but it's more appropriate for me. Yeah, for sure. <laughs>
1: yeah. Nice. Plus, I'm not giving it up.
6: <laughs> not doing that's it. true.
1: Yeah, yeah, we know, we know how that goes. So, yeah, yeah, nice. All right, and I see that he is entered in Show Hunter and Show Jumper. So yes. everything is all systems go for lots of over fences.
6: Yeah, yeah. And it's, you know, I think for the the young horses, it's those are two great arenas to just be in, you know, um, the jumps are small and the hunter ring is great for them. And it's very inviting. And um, so I think it's a great starter set of starter rings for them. If one of them, because we have two, three year olds going, if they're tired, we'll scratch the second class when we get, you know what I mean? Like we're very open right. to if they, if they don't feel up for it, but we entered both so that they could do either one. Um, and we'll be ready for that. But if, you know, say it gets the day of and they're, you know, they're just get their little baby tiredness. We'll just scratch one and, and move on. Yeah. It's totally fine.
1: Which is great. I mean, yeah. You use the whole thing as a giant schooling and exposure yeah. opportunity, which is what it's for. So yeah. Yeah. Bang on. Nice. All right. So Julia, I'm looking now at Indian counselors page. He is so handsome. So I see you and he is, Summer. isn't he? Yes, what a handsome little guy. And I, he's a painter, which I don't know if I, I think I knew that but didn't remember that. But I know painters are yeah. known for being very handsome, so that makes sense. It all tracks. So I see you guys have gone for one trifecta in eventing and freestyle. So tell me a little bit about that, but don't give your freestyle away because we um, want to leave that. I want to be. I know. I oh yeah, know. I,
7: I have very. Strict instructions not to talk about the freestyle <laughs> on the podcast by <laughs> Summer's mom. I'm not allowed to give it away at all. So you'll oh, have, have to wait and be surprised. <laughs> right. um, eventing, we are doing. So he's done one starter trial. It was pretty good. Well, he's done two. And they were, they were both pretty good. We have signed up for a third at Fair Hill in two weeks. But of course, today he's not sound. So no, just, you know, li- living the last minute, you know, into the last, you know, couple of months of the makeover dream where all of a sudden you pull him in and he's not sound, but he should be okay. He ripped his shoe off last week for the first time um, since I've had him. I mean, it's like really, he's not hard on himself as far as, you know, I've had ones in the past who are really bad at like kind of walking all over themselves in the pasture or it's hard, you know, this time of year with the flies and they're ripping shoes off left and right. And he's not really tough on himself. So it's the first shoe, knock on wood, that he's pulled since I've owned him. And he's taking it very dramatically, <laughs> unfortunately. My leg. Oh, my leg. Yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah. His, his, his whole leg is broken. Um, right. But the farrier came out today, um, and we got a shoe on him, and he felt a little better. So we've packed his foot. We had planned a hunter show for this weekend to sort of transition him into the world of 2-6 in an easy setting. But we're probably not going to do that now, which is fine. He's the height for him. Isn't a problem. It's just, you know, the steering in between. And I told, uh, summer, you know, she came and had a lesson on him last week, which is when he pulled the shoe. But I told her when she came, you know, we jumped some bigger jumps. And I said, now you understand when I say the height, isn't it? It's everything in between the height. We could school cross rails up until the makeover and he could get to the makeover and be fine at the height. So we're just going to let him have an easy week. And yeah. then hopefully he'll be sound for Fairhill. And if he isn't, that's also fine. And we'll just detour and find something else.
1: Yep. It is. It's only August. This is the time. Exactly. I this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In 2018, this is when Jabber had like mystery foot soreness
2: question mark. And then it I was feel fine. like that happened to all of our <laughs> contestants last year. It they all had year. like abscesses yep. or like stone bruises at the same time. And it was the end of August.
1: Yeah. I think it's like a combination of like, yeah, like mystery foot soreness. It's like, they've been pounding around all summer, stomping at flies. Like you mentioned, they pull shoes and then too, like, we're all training hard at that time too. So it's like a lot of things at the same time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It'll be all right. He'll be great. Yeah.
7: Yeah. I had, I had a small moment of panic and I had to sort of talk myself off the ledge. Like he's fine. Everything is fine and it's going to be okay.
1: Yeah, it's going to be great. You've got that entry in. Now you can just like, even if you just bubble wrap them for two months, like it'll be. Exactly. Fabulous, so. Yeah. And I like to like now I've got their entry pages in front of me. So now I can snoop on everything. So he was a $170,000 yearling purchase at Keeneland. He was not a cheap baby. Yeah. Which is amazing. <laughs> like now it's yeah. like and Then now he's going to the makeover, but he earned his keep. Yeah. So he earned 184000 So he paid himself back, which is a lot of times they don't, right? Like you look and you're like, wow, that was a four hundred thousand dollar yearling purchase and it made like ten thousand dollars. That's too bad. Yeah. But or no yeah, dollars. He, uh, yeah, or not yeah, at all. Right. So yeah, he did well. He uh he paid his way. Now now I got He the did. Well that's
7: that's why I always laugh because you know the whole thing is we get like stuck and he doesn't want to go forward. And I'm like, You made money. <laughs> you want <laughs> to money. go forward, yeah. <laughs> you know how to go somewhere.
2: You know, um, I always you know, say that got... the
6: racehorse is the most behind the leg animal. People don't think of it that way. Even mm-hmm. um, the fastest racehorse is very, very behind the leg. And it's fascinating. People never think of it that way, but it's, and it, it gives me the giggles now that I've, it took me a long time to realize that, that they are fast doesn't mean forward.
1: Right. That's yeah. So, it was yeah. a different kind of fast and a different yeah. way of going. And yeah, I mean, it is like they know so much coming off the track but there are a lot of skills that don't translate or like mean nothing mm-hmm. off the bat so yeah. yeah here's cash's page one start no wins earnings just says <laughs> not applicable
6: <laughs> uh no he he started he did not finish that race oh
1: buddy um, oh no oh, no he no.
6: just no it was really funny so, so he was 15 hands at the time and um he's he has, you know, he's he's nicely bred. He comes from a really great farm. And we watched the video of his race and he pretty much just pops his shoulder and tries to go home. And I, like, I'm out. I'm I like swear <laughs> the jockey was like, guys, like I not, I'm like eight not inches below problems. everybody else. I hey, barely like you know he was about as wide as he is tall and just was like, we're just We tried.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but you know who doesn't believe in that is our other making the makeover spotlight horse that I bring up all the time is Hoboken Jack, Adriana's horse. Because that little sucker is 14 3 and he wanted Belmont. So that that has a Jack Russell mentality. This Cash does not have a Jack Russell mentality.
6: (laughs) Cash is like a little tiny Labrador that never grew.
2: And he's so that's why he's gonna be such a good hunter.
1: Right. (laughs) I know he looks like a hunter in this picture that you've got him. He's
2: adorable over fences.
1: Yeah, he'll do anything. So what's on the docket for him for the next two months, Claire?
6: So I was telling um, Julia earlier, I actually uh, got hurt a couple (laughs) weeks ago. And so I'm just getting... um, And I don't really get hurt all that often, but it was a bit of a doozy. And so I Uh am... Um, it was not on cash. Um, and so I am, he's had a pretty easy, Tom's mostly been ponying him for me. And then I had a bunch of family stuff. So I had a bunch of travel. And so I just got on him the past two days again. And um, first of all, it just made me go like, wow, this thing's fantastic. Like I, he, you know, he's been exercising, you know, but he's, it's been pretty light. And at three years old for you to hop on and just um Kind of like he was sort of looked at me funny for a second. like, why are you up there? And then just to be that good, like this horse is truly a fantastic. it makes you really appreciate him. and and I think he's just a fantastic animal. Um, so we have not too much the next couple weeks because we've done a lot. I mean, he went to Upperville. He went to um a few other schooling shows. So he's really good off property. so I feel very comfortable about that, um, which is lovely and and actually all all of the horses the cornbread horse hasn't been off much cuz he's newer but he will and so we have the real rider cup coming up which i did not plan on taking him in the real rider cup my plan is to keep him for cuz there's the fair hill thoroughbred show after that into practice and in the Hunter Ring after that. However, that could change and he may end up in the actual Real Rider Cup instead of doing the show. It's a little undecided. It kind of depends on trailer space, quite frankly, as to how we do that. But the Real Rider Cup is coming up. They will definitely go at least for an overnight trip, whether or not they compete in the Real Rider Cup or the Fair Hill Thoroughbred Show. The Real Rider Cup is so much fun. So our makeover horses will go, but maybe some more experienced horses will go as well. It kind of depends on clients and stuff like that. So that's the next big one. And then uh, actually prior to that, we've not decided is the Warrenton horse show, which is um, a really old horse show in this area that we love to support and they have thoroughbred classes. So we have not entered yet, but that would be the thought is maybe to take them in the thoroughbred classes at Warrington, um, which is just kind of an iconic, everything's built up around it, but the actual show itself has retained its charm and it's really well run and it's a great uh, we love to support it and other than that just go to the makeover
1: all right you have a lot of moving parts yes
6: our whole life is moving parts or it's
1: moving or, parts yeah, yeah. <laughs> or lack thereof it's one of the one of the one of oh, the that's kind of the. that's yeah right it's either moving or it's not moving and it yeah, to yeah or it yeah. shouldn't move <laughs> And I see also that fashion money is for sale in the marketplace. Yes. So. Yep. Um, all
6: of our horses are for sale. We never really mind keeping them. We're very bad at sales in general. So uh, we try to only <laughs> take on horses that we don't mind keeping because we end up keeping them for
1: a lot longer than we probably should. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs>
6: uh, but so. yes, he is for sale. He will make a f- I, absolutely I, I, I can't actually say enough nice things about this horse. He's he's actually one in a
1: million. All right, folks, if a listener buys this horse, then you get a free pass to be a recurring guest forever to come and tell us how he's doing. So (laughs) a little bonus that we'll throw in with fashion money. (laughs) And uh, so Julia, who actually owns Indian counselor? Is he yours or is he Summers? (laughs) He's both of ours. Okay, great. Yeah. So we
7: co-own him. Um, It was a way that we were sort of able to financially make it work for this year. Originally, I had had another horse who I was planning to take to the makeover, but he sold and we still hadn't found one for summer. And I sort of presented to Michelle, her mom, if you buy him, because I didn't have any money to put out at the time, I can board him at a less cost and do the training like throughout the week because, you know, they live about an hour from me. And then when she comes, I can give summer lessons on him and we'll kind of just build that into it. So we sort of co-own him, I suppose he has, he has a lot of moms. So I joke that he has <laughs> summer who's his young mom. Who's learning how to ride him. Then he has his aunt Callista, who runs, you know, my bar and my program, we run it together. Who's his mean mom. She gets on if he needs kind of like a, a little more aggressive tune up for something. Um, and then I'm his really nice mom. So he's always really <laughs> appreciative of me when I get on. And which I love is all of really that.
1: nice for me, but no, he's, yeah. So we, I would say we, we co-own him. So, so he's not a sales prospect then he's going to stay in, we'll call it the family. He's going to stay in the family. Then he, after was, the makeover.
7: he was supposed to be for sale. Um, that was the whole thing. We'll co-own him. We'll do this together. We'll bring him along and we'll sell him at the end of the makeover. And summer of course already loves him. And <laughs> I said probably a month ago, I said to Michelle, I was like, what if we just love him? What, what are we supposed oh. to do? And, she's, and she said, what do you think he can be in your lesson program? And I said, probably in a year. She said, okay. So I said, okay. So he's not technically for sale and probably not this year. Next year, I think, because he's been a little bit slower to sort of bring along, sort of figure him out. I wouldn't want to market him this year anyway, because I would try and find homes where they're either going to be with the person that buys them for a long time, or it's going to be, you know, like I try and set it up for success. And I think this first year, we're just sort of really figuring him out. So I sort of was like, let's just keep him for another year. Let's bring him along. He's super athletic. Like, I think, I think this is like, if he did the jumpers, I think he's like a high children's jumper. Like, I think this is a three, six horse all day long. If he did the hunters, I think he's easily a three foot three, three hunter if he wants to do eventing, I think he could do prelim. Like he's super talented. This isn't the right year to market him. Like he's sort of coming into his own. So I thought like, let's just keep him going for another year and bring him along. And then if next year we find the right situation, sure, I guess he's for sale and we're all sad, but then it provides us with the money to buy the next one for the next year. And if he doesn't sell, that's also
1: okay. I love that from like a thoroughbred business perspective, right? Right. Because like, you know, they're not all, obviously they don't all go through adoption groups. You know, there is a large part of this that is a direct market, but like knowing that it's not the right time for him and that he needs more time and that you guys are set up to give him more time, I think is awesome. Like, You know, it's a very horse first perspective, which is how most of us are at the makeover. Like everyone is very horse centric and horse first. But I think that's, you know, it's just nice to hear of like, there's a plan, but it's okay if the plan takes longer for this guy than it might, you know, for someone else. So
7: that's cool. Yeah, I try with my program. Like there are a lot of people who get horses in quick off the track. They have a lot of connections and they can sell them in the like, you know, two to four week market. And I think those people are great, but it's not what my program is. I want to get to know them. I want to put the time in and thankfully I own my farm. So I'm not, you know, I'm not having to pay board on top of them. It's so expensive to keep them, but it's different when you can guarantee you don't have to spend the money on board so that you can bring them along a little bit slower and you can really get to know them because it helps you to put them in a home that, you know, is going to have them for a long time. So like my horse, who I had planned to bring to the 2021, the mega makeover, he sold literally the week before. His owner sends me updates once a month, just little videos, little pictures, like whatever they're doing. And that's how I try and set up all of my horses so that I know where they are. If, you know, they're always going to be, what I hope is a long-term home. I mean, we always hope they're going to someone who's going to keep them forever. But yeah, it's nice that I I'm able to do that.
1: Yeah, that's great. I love that.
2: I'm certainly excited to see both these horses perform. I'm like, I, I honestly don't understand how ambitious you are, Julia overdoing the the eventing. Um, I just feel like that's so much. To take on because I'm a dressage person and like I just struggled getting a 20 meter circle Something <laughs>
1: It's hard enough to do one <laughs> discipline. Yeah. I know. So Not I'm three. like actually 4 I'm thoroughly <laughs>
2: impressed by your ambition and I, I wish both of you all the success. I'm so excited to see them and you know, knock on wood, we have a very event list last couple of weeks <laughs> as we lead up to the makeover.
1: Yeah. We'd love to have like a boring update next time.
2: Where yeah, you
1: guys are like, Oh, you know, we just maybe
7: did everything maybe bring we said the we content do. down.
2: Yeah. Right. Soft content. <laughs> there's what so, so I said
7: t- today. My farrier was so apologetic after he came and put the shoe on and the horse was still sore. And I was like, It's okay, it's for the content. <laughs>
2: that really is anything. the theme. It's always content. It's <laughs> <That's> so good.
6: <laughs> oh, I, I could give a quick content. We had two both of Tom's horses randomly through different instances from like a kick and like a we think he just slipped and fell in the field. Got two huge hematomas like they're fine but i don't really get a lot of hematomas and cornbreads um it was on his keister of course and this is an enormous animal and it popped it was the grossest and he loved every second of it like he was so happy when we were getting ready to have it drained and i'm telling you it was like like we could be on what's the pimple popper show I think think that's what it's called. I think that's actually what it's called because I think my mom watches it. And it was, I was like, oh, and of course my daughter was like, did you get a video? That could be, it could be
1: content. I was like, oh my God, (laughs) we're training them young. I love it. (laughs) Oh dear. All right. Well, (laughs) remind us where we can find pimple popping and other content.
6: For you, <laughs> pimple popping on uh, Pacific Farms Incorporated uh, uh, on Facebook, and uh, the handle
1: is Pacific Farms Inc on Instagram. Love it, and Julia, remind us where we can follow along with your journey.
7: So you can find me on my Instagram at Closeup Show Stables,
1: and then on my Facebook under my personal name, just Julia Yasu. All right, ladies. Well, thanks very much. We will look forward to either eventful or event-free updates again in a couple of weeks. But in the meantime, have fun, keep those horses going, and we'll see you in Kentucky.
6: All right. Good night, you guys. Thank you. Thank Thank you. you.
4: As horse owners, we spend a lot of time on the road. Let U.S. Rider help keep you covered. Our equestrian motor plan offers fast, reliable, nationwide service from our highly trained roadside assistance team. 24-7 coverage for both you and your horse. Membership includes horse trailer servicing, towing, flat tire repair, even on dual wheels, battery assistance, and lockout service on any vehicle in your plan. We also have your equine companions covered with referrals for emergency vet services, barrier referrals, and emergency stabling assistance. Get peace of mind on the road for you and your horse. Join US Rider today.
2: Well, Kristen. There's one thing that everyone knows. When I do my stories on the weekends, I feel like I always started off with a coffee. Like that is my most expensive addiction with my horses. I always have to get like a Starbucks or a Big B or some expensive <laughs> coffee that's so <laughs> unnecessary.
1: You're so fancy. It's such so a princess have, in me. Yeah, that might be it. I don't have a coffee shop between my house and the farm, which is lucky. So
2: yes, yeah, you lucky me. you are lucky for that, <laughs> but uh <laughs> But I know that we had reached out to our listeners to figure out what their coffee orders would be for their horse. But what what would you say your horse's coffee uh, order would be?
1: Jopper is just like a black coffee. I don't even know if Starbucks does that, but he would be like
2: black you coffee. You can. You'd be incredibly boring, but also they'd probably be so grateful for you to order that.
1: Yeah, he'd be like, hi, black coffee. Like he's a working horse. Like that's what, that's his jam. Shorty would be some sort of like weird, fruity, bright colored frap thing with a bunch of whipped cream on it, I think.
2: Oh gosh,
1: that's fun. (laughs) I also, I don't really frequent Starbucks enough to even know what's on their menu. So I know that they make a really, whatever they put in their cold brew, I know makes me feel like I'm drunk. So I have found that out the hard way at multiple staff meetings. Really? Yeah. Uh, Something like when I'm at the RRP office and we all put on our Starbucks order, my friend and I always get... The same, like, very large cold brew with no ice in it. And I think maybe it's the no ice that does it. But oh. by the time the day is done, we're, like, stumbling around. I don't know. What is in those things? Starbucks, please let us know.
2: I found it interesting. Most of our listeners, it was, like, either something very sugary for their horses. Like, you know, the the caramel macchiatos or um, the frappe is, like, something super sugary was on the option. Or, like, dark only espresso uh you know jess mentioned she wanted like three espresso shots that's what her horse would get and that's it i'm like <laughs> my horse would be running laps for days on that um <laughs> but i i thought that was quite interesting and our, our girl Lay, of course was coffee with a little extra in there if you know what i'm talking about can you get that at starbucks no i'm like so bad i feel I like i you can order there. i feel like her horse would be um keeping that ready in a flask ready to go yeah just just like in the back seat yeah yeah. so a black coffee a little bit of that uh which i could totally see for finn i had to really think about astrid's order i know what i would order i'm very boring i'm like a regular like medium roast coffee kind of girl with a shot of espresso and heavy cream i'm simple i'm maybe a dash of cinnamon on a special day
1: i don't feel like that's what i see in your story though
2: most of time. is that what it is i always oh, I've, been like something... I've been doing ice. i've been doing a lot that's like, what I'm thinking. this yeah. summer um but typically rest of the year that's all i'm doing I'm very boring don't even just know, know that when that you come
1: here next weekend there's no coffee i mean there's
2: coffee but there's no starbucks so that's fine like come prepared. okay huh. <laughs> Appreciate you giving me the sub, up. But Astrid, Astrid would probably do something not caffeinated because she's already anxious as is. She does not need the extra jitters in her life. So when I thought about her order, I'm like, she would probably get like a citrus, like sweet tea type of latte thing. Cause so it would definitely have to be bougie. It couldn't just be a straight tea. It'd have to be like their citrus honey tea latte to like even her out, be her moody bougie girl self and still feel good about it. So I've, I think that's what she'd order it has to be something different, special Instagram worthy. That would be my horse. Sounds weird to me. It sounds weird to me too, but she's not a coffee gal that much. <laughs> I am for sure. And she's definitely not chai latte either, but she probably would be a pumpkin spice come fall. I bet she'd be that basic. <laughs>
1: All right, now um, I am putting a field trip to Starbucks on our list. Yes. So you can help me interpret the menu.
2: Yes. Well, thank you so much to our listeners for participating in it. It's fun kind of learning more about your horse's personality. Uh, if you want to be a part of our next poll, should you say, just follow us on Instagram or Facebook at Retired Resource Radio. We have fun content coming out. You can see what Kristen and I are up to, and we like to put out fun little polls like that. So check it out.
1: Final entry is complete for the Retired Racehorse Project's Thoroughbred Makeover 2023. We're super excited to see that we had 404 horses sign up for this year, Joy. It's going to be a big one once again. So much shopping. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So, what for horses or for stuff? Because we got both. There's all a vendor fair it. and the marketplace. So everybody come prepared. <laughs> I was thinking um, the horses, though. Yeah, that too. Yep. Uh, last time I checked, we had 92 horses in the marketplace. Some are up wow. for adoption. Some are for sale. So you can come prepared to horse shop. You can stuff shop in the vendor fair. You can watch two days of amazing preliminary competition in ten disciplines. And of course, finale Saturday is where you can see the top five in all disciplines do their thing. Um, is going to be a great show this year. We cannot wait. If you want to take a look at the entry list, go to the entries and take a look. You can find all of our Making the Makeover riders on there, as well as some pretty cool horses that are entering their second or third careers. The entries.
3: If you have one or two horses or you have 20, 30 or more, fly predators will make the difference between heavy infested fly problem or a no-fly zone. Balding Lab fly predators catching these flies before they become an issue.
2: Well, Kristen, I'm sad that we don't have Winnie or Leandra today. Our, our normal new vocation segment. It doesn't We are feel training like... tipless. I know. I'm I like, know. shoot, what am I going to do pers- now for two weeks? <laughs> Although we did have Kim on, who I felt offered some really good training tips. So we're yes. not totally training tipless Agreed. today. But I don't want us to be totally adoptable horseless either. And there are lots of horses to pick from for today to for our adoptable horse. With that, we couldn't pick. So we made George do it. George, welcome to the show.
0: Hi, everyone.
7: Uh, thanks for having me. It's always a pleasure to be here.
2: It's always a pleasure when we force you to be here.
7: (laughs) (laughs) It's not forced. It's technically my job, but I am
5: happy to be here nonetheless.
2: Well, we appreciate it. And we'd love to hear which standard bread, because that's what we're due for today, which standard bread do you pick from new vocations?
5: All
7: righty. So I went ahead with uh, Boardmaster. Um And my reasoning behind picking Boardmaster was because he's actually older than most of the horses here on the list. And I just, I'm really one th- that likes older dogs and that kind of stuff. So I just kind of was leaning more towards that.
2: I, I
1: love, love that. it. That's I the love perfect it. reason. I also have a soft spot for older guys. So, I, okay, let me rework that because that made it sound like I'm into older men. it's not at all what I'm Welcome saying. Welcome to retired racehorse. Yikes. Yeah, we're going to leave all that in. That's fine. We're not cutting any of that. So uh, older horses. I appreciate older horses. I like a senior because they just sort of know who they are and they're just happy mm-hmm. to be there. And yeah, this guy, uh, this guy fits that bill. So good pick, George. So boardmaster, what's really cool about him, obviously this is uh, not a visual medium so you guys have no idea what we're talking about, but boardmaster chestnut, which is super rare and for a standard bright bread. chestnut. Like, yeah, he like almost is the penny. same as my horse. Yeah, he looks like a little bit like Astrid or like, well, Jobber's not usually quite this coppery, but this is like a copper penny standard bread, which yeah. is super,
2: yeah, the gold flecks, which is super strange. But he's got yeah. a very refined face. Like, honestly, if it wasn't for his neck, because he's still got the standard bread neck, if it wasn't for that, I would honestly think he's a thoroughbred.
1: Yeah, I think you could pass this off very yes. easily yeah, he is and they even said they're like, we don't have chestnut color standard breads come through our program very often. So yeah, he is pretty unusual. I'm going to watch his videos right now because George just sprung this one on us. So I haven't gotten to see this horse move yet. So let's take a look
2: He definitely has a great brain, though. He's very easy. He likes to be groomed. He's happy living in any situation, mares or geldings, turnout or stall. So he's just an easy keeper. Um, he is older. He is a 2004, but again, not everyone's looking for a spring chicken. There are a lot of riders out there who are looking for someone who has a little bit more experience. And as Kristen, you said, just knows who they are. And that's exactly what Boardmaster has. Um,
1: oh my gosh. So- well, you have been talking, I've been watching this video. <laughs> His walk and trot video is amazing. This horse is so cute. He actually, And look he at at looks this. young,
2: like he doesn't look like he's about to hit 20 at all. Um, He looks like he's in his teens and he looks frightful. And um, while he's older, he's worn a few different hats in his lifetime, as it says in his profile, and he would have a great low level future light arena trail. I also think he'd probably be a really solid lesson horse based on his personality. So anyone who's just learning how to walk trot, he looks pretty solid and reliable, so he could really benefit, I think, a lot of different programs.
1: Yeah, and still very athletic. I mean, this is a beautiful ground-covering trot. He looks like he could, you know, hit the trails, go to a show, be
2: mm-hmm. in your lesson
1: program, like be your family horse. Like this guy be, cool. be a trail
2: companion, be the husband horse we're all looking for.
1: <laughs> and he's chestnut. Like if you want to nice. join the cool kids with chestnuts club with me and Joy, this is a horse for you. And Good he is pick, the George. perfect height
2: of fifteen two, and. The low low cost of only a thousand dollars it's like he's free so yeah, put in your applications
1: application. in yep yes. horseadoption.com and you can check out all of the other cool horses at new vocations all over the country they've got branches uh in multiple states too so and yes i know that shipping is sometimes available as well
2: lots of we perks are- everyone get those apps in horseadoption.com
1: you can find our show notes and links to today's guests on the website at horseradionetwork.com Like us on Facebook and Instagram. Just search for Retired Racehorse Radio. Follow us on Twitter at Horse Radio. You can find me on Instagram at The Horseback Rider and on Twitter at Kristen Kovach. My email is kbentley at therrp.org.
2: You can find me on Instagram at MissFitMare and my email is joy at horseradionetwork.com. Thank you so much to our sponsors, Kentucky Performance Products and Cashel Company and to our partners, New Vocations Adoption Program and the Retired Resource Project. Don't forget to check out all the other shows on the Horse Radio Network, part of Equine Network at horseradionetwork.com. Remember to set your goals high and love to learn from every ride. And always add more leg. Bye, guys.